welcome to another episode of Stanford Cinema. As always, I am your host. My name is Andrew. Thank you very much for downloading this latest episode. And today we've got something pretty darn awesome. We've got a first timer on the show. And actually, this is a an episode filled with first times. Uh, this is the first time I've ever had uh, an Oscar winning film be the subject. I mean, we've come close. Spirited Away was nominated for like animated, I believe it might have even won uh, the Florida Project, maybe a couple others. But we're going to be talking about Nomadland, which is the the best picture winner for, I believe, the 2021 Academy Awards. So that's a first. The guest is a first timer. And also, and probably most interestingly, it's the first time I've ever had a conversation with a cartoon avatar. Um the, our guest, Bob Lament, host of Static Radio, he, uh, for the Zoom conversation, he elected to use his his uh, his fun little cartoon cat avatar, which was really, really amusing because we're having a very serious conversation that you're going to hear. And all the while, I'm looking at a pretty fun, fun, fun looking uh, animated cat. So I think we, the reason I bring it up is it's referenced a couple times in the show. In fact, he even like starts it off by referring to his avatar initially being like upside down. But uh, so just want to add a little clarity, but it's, it, you're, you're going to love this conversation. Bob is really, really, really fascinating and pretty funny. And uh, again, host of, uh, or co-host at least of Static Radio and the film selection of Nomadland was right on the money. I'm really thrilled to share this episode and glad to get out before the end of the year because we are wrapping up on season three, just a few more episodes. And I plan to get them all done before the end of this calendar year. Of course, this means nothing because you'd be listening to it in 50 years from now. But for the sake of of uh, uh, of clarity, I want to get this out before our season three finale. So we've got a few more to go. So let's ride that storm. But in the interim, just enjoy the next hour or so with uh, with Bob and I's conversation about Nomadland. I think you're going to love it. So, Bob, thank you. Thank you very much for for popping on podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, my world was upside down a few moments ago, but I seem to have righted that. So we're good. I love it. I love it. Um now, for the listeners, if you wouldn't mind, obviously, if you could maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and how that all works. Sure. Uh, my name is Bob Lament. I am uh, one of the hosts of uh, Static Radio, which is a uh, long-running, I guess, at this point. I don't even know how to describe this, but <laughs> I, started, <laughs> uh, I started the Static Radio with my uh, uh, co-host, Miles Title. Uh, back in 1998, and it was an online radio program, which was before the word podcast was uh, used. And we've been doing that since uh, uh, we started the first show on Thanksgiving night, uh, 1998. So we had uh, done a college radio show together, and uh, I happened to um, have access to uh, – what at the time was called real audio. This is like a, a history lesson for people. And um, I was able to do an online radio show and we've pretty much just been doing it ever since. So that's awesome. Where, uh, where you said like college, where was this? Uh, we went to college at Southern Illinois university of Carbondale, which is uh, 
kind of notorious for some things, depending on if you're familiar with the area. Um, but uh, uh, I don't think I was quite as notorious as the college at the time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, static radio, what do you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys talk about on there? So the, the show is a very simple show. So we used to do a, a show on the college radio uh, in between songs um, where we would just kind of tell stories about things that have happened to us, uh, you know, usually recently or, you know, uh, just old stories. It kind of just kind of how the conversation goes. But basically, we, we uh, at the time, uh, and I guess we could bring it back in at this point, but at the time you couldn't. You know, that was during the whole Napster phase of things. And if you put audio on the Internet that was copyrighted, everybody got all their uh, panties in a bunch. So we just cut out the music and just did the stories. And so it, it's uh, pretty much since day one, Ben, uh, we each tell a story. We try to make each other laugh um, and uh, and talk about the weird uh, situations that we find ourselves in if it's not super funny. Um, and a lot of times it's, you know, uh, pseudo embarrassing, uh, but usually we try to have some kind of humorous spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when it comes to like Napster, were you like a big like pirate yourself? Did you did you like I mean, you know, how when, long has like, it been uh, since Napster? Yeah. <laughs> when was that? Was that like 2000? It's been over 20 years ago. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, I wasn't. But the funny thing was uh, I used to share an office space with uh, somebody who was uh, because uh, part of the reason that the whole static radio thing came about was because in those days, you know, we have, we're so spoiled now. I sound like an old man. In my day, I remember, (laughs) you know, it used to be, you know, the reason that as a thing um, called cyber Monday was because people would shop at work because that was the best internet. And at that time I, where I worked at, um, we had incredible internet for the day. And so he would download songs all day long off of Napster and, and uh, had quite a collection. And I was farting around with uh, doing uh, these little shows on the internet because then I had the, you know, incredibly fast upload and, and download speed so I could uh, do things fairly quickly. So it wasn't so arduous. And I had access to server space at that time where it was a little more at a premium uh, back in those days where, you know, hosting a show, you may, you may be able to host it like two or three shows of, of uh, compressed audio uh, if you're lucky. And I kind of had uh, access to some unlimited storage space uh, for the day. So that's how it all kind of started. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Napster works into that because yeah, my uh, office mate. Uh, uh, I think he. Ta- I'm trying to remember. He had a kind of a weird goal, and I think he had something like 50 or more versions of the Lion Sleeps Tonight. You know that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard it once or twice. And then he would put them on a a loop and play it in the office, and it would just be one. Uh, one version after another of, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't sing any more than that. We'll have to pay a royalty. It, it's funny, you know, and not that they're remotely connected, but I remember in this would have been 99 and I was in my mother's basement, just like cleaning up because I was like about to join the Navy and I was just going through my stuff, like boxing everything up and turn on the radio 
and just some random radio station was playing uh wild thing like tone loke like wild thing <laughs> yeah and you know i'm like all right well fine no this is a good song i love this song and then it occurred to me 15 minutes later it was still playing somebody was playing wild thing on a loop and i don't know how how they did it i don't know what radio station if there because it, it was just randomly it was whatever frequency i could pick up in the basement and it made me like wonder like just as far as people creating radio stations or whatever like in their in their homes doing shit like that yeah. and it was kind of like pre internet radio so that this whole idea of this is something that you were doing it just I, when when i just upon research i'm like i have to bring this story up just because it's something that i, I don't know maybe there maybe there's nothing really that fascinating but it was something that i've never ever been able to crack that like mystery how they were able to do that and it was just something that i've always found like really funny of like right before i joined the navy packing my shit up and hearing wild thing by tone Loke for like 45 minutes <laughs> that's good so yeah, let's do the wild thing. Uh, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. But I mean that, and I, you know, I've always had the uh, oddly enough uh, as part of the, I always had this uh, weird interest uh, in radio and uh, audio and so forth, and because it goes back like I, I did, uh, if you remember the old uh, tape decks with the microphone, uh, and you. We do little radio shows with those when I was a kid, uh, very young, and then it, it evolved from there. And so the internet really kind of brought that all to fruition and and uh, gave an outlet and and things like this. So it's really you know um, it's great that um, all this has blossomed over the years. You know, it's taken a long time, um, but uh, it, it really is fascinating over the over time how all these things lead into other things. It, I would have never, ever as a, as a teenager, uh, as a young teenager, or, you know, when I was doing these little radio shows in my bedroom with a turntable ever thought that, you know, all these years later, I'd have all these uh, shows that uh, I've recorded. And, and it's really is a, a huge part of, a, of your life that gets uh, documented, which normally wouldn't get documented. So it's fascinating and kind of like what you're doing here. So you're doing a creative endeavor. Uh, you don't need to get anybody else on board to, to tell you that it's okay to do and you do what you want. Yeah. There, one of the great things about podcasting is, yeah, it's really no rules, just whatever the hell you want to do it, you know, whatever oh. you want to do and create something great. If, if it works awesome, if it doesn't, well, who cares, who cares, who cares, right <laughs> now, when, because I, I think you just kind of alluded that that wasn't necessarily something that you thought, but when did you realize, because I mean, you've been doing this for so long that like, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe there is something to this. Maybe this is something I'm good at. Maybe this is something that I can pursue. I haven't even realized that yet, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> no, it's, it, it really uh, I go through these phases uh, over time. So, you know, I, and I don't want to sound like an old crotchety guy or anything, but, you know, when podcasting came onto the scene, it, that was 2003, uh, 2004. And we had already been doing the show for almost five years at that point. Right. And, and there was other people, I mean, I, I, a lot of other people that were doing it, 
And I was, uh, I'd really tried to reach out to them and, and, uh, um, you know, connect and so forth. It's not always the easiest thing to do, even though we have all this communication abilities now still to connect with people um, because, you know, some people just want to do their own thing. Some people don't. There's the sporadicness of it all. You know, I, I, and no, I I don't want this to reflect at all on you when I say this, because it doesn't, but I'm sitting here because I didn't communicate with you for a while. We set this date. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to show up tonight. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and, And you did. And I'm like, Oh, great. He's here. Okay. Fantastic. But, you know, it's that kind of thing that that happens in the world. But um, it, it it was also interesting. And I um, happened to be um, uh, so involved in this that when Adam Curry came along with uh, Dave Weiner uh, to make, you know, the enclosure for RSS to do podcasting, I was hearing it in real time. And um, I actually had... Uh, I wish I could find them at this point, but I had email inter- exchanges with Adam Curry back then at that time, because we had been doing this for a while. And I said, this is so fascinating. How do we do this? You know? And, um, and so uh, the static radio show uh, was one of the first 50 podcasts. Um, uh, Curry had a list of the top podcast or the podcast in general, and he made a list of uh, the first 50. And so if you remember, there's one called Keith and the Girl uh, way back in the day it was a popular one. And so we were right in there with Keith and the Girl at the beginning. And he had a, a website, a top 50 podcast or whatever. And then he would keep adding to it. And it got to be, you know, a, a bigger and bigger list over the course of that uh, year in the two th- early 2000. And he finally kind of gave up on it because it got so big. And um, the weird thing was, um, I think somebody wrote me and I found out we were on iTunes. I had no, um, uh, didn't, I didn't follow that aspect of it, the commercial aspect of it. And uh, somebody, I think, sent me an email and said, did you know you're on iTunes? And I'm like, what? And iTunes basically took Adam Curry's list and pulled them all in for the first podcasting directory. And so we got to put we got put on there just by default, which is kind of a funny little story in and of itself. Um, but uh, I know the weird thing is is that um, uh, I, I uh, am still connected to a, a guy named Frank Nora who does a show who's been doing it since uh, early two thousands, like two thousand one, two thousand two, uh, called the Overnightscape, and he stole my RSS. Uh, he readily admits to it because he heard about podcasting and he and I were in communication, but anyway, it was easily, you know, it's not like he stole it, but he came and took it and then it mimicked it. Cause at the time there was no RSS. Mm. Uh, you had, you had to type in your RSS. It was like manual. So you typed in all your enclosure and everything to tell, tell, uh, tell it where your files were. Um, and so it was just kind of funny how all these things happen. I actually maintained that, uh, hand-typed uh, style RSS until probably two years ago, oddly enough. But uh, and then I finally said, oh, I guess I'll let the I'll let the WordPress or PowerPress or whatever I'm using right now handle that, so I don't have to type it in. I mean, it was already doing it, but I'll let this go and 
and pick up on that. So, yeah, it's 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 a weird. I don't know if you wanted to talk about this, but well, no, I mean, it's just there, a, there's it's just a, a lot weird to adventure. There's a lot to obviously. I want to talk about the movie, but yeah. you can't you can't name drop Adam Curry with me, like at least just stopping just from. You know, uh, you know, just the the Gen X in me is like, wait, 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 like MTV's Adam Curry, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Adam Curry, yeah, yeah, big hair, the whole yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. Actually, we were on Medio for a while, which was his company. Uh, uh, we were uh, a show on Medio.com. Uh, I can't remember what it started. It started out with a different name. It became Medio, and I can't recall that name at this point. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, um. But um, yeah, we were on that for a little bit, and um, while it was still viable uh, thing, and and you you didn't really get paid. I mean, we did commercials, uh, kind of. That's the only time we really done commercials. Uh, we were on there for a few years, and it kind of morphed into something else. And then you know we're not um, as commercially viable as other things, <laughs> let's say. And uh, I've always had a full-time job. This is all. This has always been a uh, a hobby that becomes a demanding hobby from time to time. Right. But, but sometimes, most of the time, it's a hobby. But it, it, it is a uh, uh, you know something that I do. But anyway, so the Mevio thing came and went. And I remember Frank uh, actually was uh, aggravated because uh, we were on Mevio and his show was it for some reason. I don't even remember how we got on Mevio, <laughs> but. <laughs> it was just funny uh, that he mentioned that to me one time. He's like, how did you guys get on Mevio? I can't get on me. I'm like, I don't know. I just submitted something, I guess. I don't remember. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago or something at this point. Who knows? Um, but anyway, it's just kind of funny. But it's weird how you get uh, connected, you know, very, very uh, tangentially and very, you know, uh, graze the edge as it were adam curry would not know me from nobody you know right um but we we did uh exchange some emails early on in that process but he exchanged emails with a lot of people because he was really you know pushing for it it was it was uh something that he and uh and weiner i think believed in and then obviously him and weiner had a falling out at, at a little bit later date after that you know everybody calls him the pod father and everything but dave weiner did the a lot of the heavy lifting on that you know Mm -hmm. so um uh adam curry was uh, you know he was the steve jobs to uh to uh uh, weiner's uh, Wozniak. so but you have to have that aspect of things i think uh in order to break through which he did obviously this it's everywhere the, the hilarious thing is the reason I'm uh, just to kind of bring it up to today. The reason I'm talking to you is a funny story. It's because I've been doing this all along and probably it's probably not even been a year now. Maybe, maybe it has. Um, I was looking uh, uh, checking my email and there was a, an, a charge on there for iTunes for, and I can't remember I'm because I, I didn't listen to it. It was for a podcast, for a murder murder mystery podcast thing, and I asked my wife. I said, "What's?" Uh, I said, "What's this?" Because I've got kids, and um, and so we, I kind of monitor those things because you know they can get out of hand, right? <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, 
that's for this podcast I want to get I want to pay pay for because I want to get the inside whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm like, "What? You're going to pay for this podcast after I've been working on this thing for all these years?" And she's like, "Well, this is good." Hmm. <laughs> Harsh. And I said, "You know what?" I'm going to I'm going to reach out and I'm going to be on other people's shows every now and then in order to legitimize myself here with my wife here. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, this one, she'll listen to this one and think it's more legitimate than than what I'm doing. So well, we certainly find out. Um, but, <laughs> but if she is listening, wonderful. Um I think that's probably maybe like a natural segue or maybe it's not even remotely natural to segue. <laughs> Seeing that we've been talking so much about technology and the sure. whole idea of this, we're going to completely flip the script and talk about Nomadland, which isn't remotely about technology in any capacity. Yeah, it's the so, antithesis. The antithesis, technology. quite frankly, yeah. So I got to know, Bob, why why this film? Not that there's anything wrong with this film. I, I thoroughly oh, enjoy this movie. I'll tell you, the probably one of the reasons why this film is because uh, – I should have never even watched this film. And so um, it's not something that I would necessarily choose anytime. You know, if you said, if you said, hey, uh, hey, Bob, let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? And I go, oh, you know, let's watch uh, an action movie or let's watch a comedy or let's watch something that's a little more mainstream. And um, and for some reason, uh, not too long, actually, before you and I uh, connected, I said, "I that's I know who Francis McDormand is. I'm going to watch that movie." And um, I watched it, and I thought, "This is an amazing movie that is not uh, a commercially viable <laughs> movie." That um, tied it, it made me think about so many things as I watched it. Um, and the weird thing is probably, I don't know, six months or eight months prior to watching it, I got totally immersed in all this van life business on YouTube for some reason. <laughs> and so it tied right into that. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. That's that guy. Uh, his name's Bob Wells in the movie who talks about living, you know, this carefree lifestyle. I'm like, this is just fascinating. And so it all kind of came together um, while I was watching it. Um, and and I was incredibly surprised after I finished watching it that I still think about it um, time and again. So I had uh, already uh, jokingly told my wife, I said, you know, we need to get a tiny house uh, whenever, you know, these crazy children are out of our lives and we can have some freedom. And um and she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I, I kept, you know, being, it was a little bit of a joke uh, and a little bit of, of wanting to have that, um, you know, that, that thought of actually being free of all of these things that tether us down in our lives. And, and the movie really brought that forward and, and it, oddly enough in good and bad ways. So it, it, it wasn't all just sunshine and, you know, uh, we're going to go surfing today. Um, there was the, the, you know, kind of the downside of it all as well. 
which a lot of that, I don't know if, if you've ever delved into the uh, van life aspect of things online at all or. No, never, never researched it. Uh, admittedly, I've kind of casually started watching the tiny house nation. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More, I love more that than show. Any, love yeah, that more show. than anything, it, it's fascinating. Fascinating to me. It is. It's a whole. It, it's. It is a mindset that you have to get into in order to uh, to do that. It is. It is. It, it, my wife would say it's insane, and I would say, it. it you know, it, God forbid, if uh, you know, if she were to to die or leave me, I'd, I'd consider it. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, you know, I want to stay married and everything, then that's not going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the tiny house and the van life and everything. So it, the the point I was getting to was so there's the, there's these factions, and I thought this this movie did such a great job of kind of giving you a little taste of of both sides of the coin. Not to mention, and I forgot to mention, not to mention because I forgot to mention, the director of this is the person who directed the um, uh, big budget Marvel movie, The Eternals, which was abysmal. And and I I also knew that that she had done that when I I started watching this movie and I thought, wow, is this going to be as bad as The Eternals? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not above watching really, really bad movies. So um but it's not it's it's to me it is a, a fascinating movie but anyway to get back to my point on the van life uh from that aside the um there's these van life people on youtube that that it, it is it's all surfing and bikinis and it's some scruffy guy with this really knockout woman and they go travel the world and you know supposedly supposedly live in this van and then there's this whole undercurrent of people who tear apart the illusion okay so that's the other aspect of it like they're not really lit they just shoot the show in the van and then they go stay at a hotel right yeah <laughs> and it's all a ruse and then you're a bunch of uh, uh idiots uh getting fed you know don't forget to get your Blue Apron subscription renewed uh, and your Jackery uh, electric generator thing or whatever it is. Uh, I just like the fact that it's called Jackery. It's a funny part to me. But <laughs> anyway, the uh, it's an electric uh, device that you can charge your phone off, you know, and then thing. But anyway, um, but so they have this whole thing. And then you have the guy, Bob Wells, who is an honest, I believe he's an honest person trying to do he believes he's helping people mm-hmm. uh, whether or not he is helping people is, is up to the person, but he honestly believes he's helping people. Uh, and, and I think in Nomadland, you don't get so much of the bikinis and, and surfing side of things, but you do get an honest to goodness look at um, what it might be like to do that, to live and be a nomad and just to travel around to places and, and the, the, the ups of it are the, the fact that you're free. Um, you're not tethered down anywhere. And then the downside is you're shitting in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want yeah. to give me too much away for the movie. No, I mean, 
we don't have to necessarily spoil it, but for and granted, this movie is barely two years old and shit. I think this is the the first Oscar winning best picture movie that I've covered on here. Certainly the most recent, mm-hmm. but for those that haven't seen this, and granted, you know the movie. I think did $40 million in the box office. So good on right. it. But, yeah, yeah, good, good. But I think there are many people that haven't seen this movie. So oh, no, they, just, they should see it. They, they should. They certainly should yeah. see it. Would you feel comfortable giving kind of like a Cliff Notes summary of what this movie is about? Yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't want to give too much away. I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit, uh, given my summary, I'll talk a little bit some of the aspects of things that I like. So the, there is a story and there isn't a story okay so you come into well this said. movie at a, a point in this person's life where they have to make some decisions and they're making decisions based uh upon their circumstances and uh, financial and otherwise and it, it basically takes it from there and then you have a whole it's not really an arc to the story but if you look back on it there is an arc but while you're watching it you're like this is a day in the life kind of a situation, but it's it's also bigger than that because after you watch it, you don't even realize it while you're watching it that there is an arc to it, and it shows you know the struggles uh, of people, and it shows um, how life choices that you think are fabulous turn out to be utter shit, and it. It, it follows through all that. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away. And then you get to the next point and you're like, you have another choice to make. What choice are you going to make? And then it kind of, the movie doesn't really end with any kind of, um, there's no happy ending necessarily. It's more of the same. Mm-hmm. And it really is an allegory to, to, to life. And but through the lens of people living in vans and then it, it, um, you know, and, and, uh, I love Frances McDormand for Fargo, which I'm sure everybody come to know her from that. She's been in much, many, many more things than that, but that's kind of one of the high points of her career and where everybody probably came in contact with her, but she does such a great job of being a normal a person thrown into the situation and you almost can't, you, you can't buy that in Hollywood most of the time. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a weird combination of, of, uh, of utterly beautiful uh, cinematography uh, compared with utterly normal circumstance. And it, it's just kind of mind blowing now I've seen it when I was, when I, you know, like I said, I would have never probably watched it uh, given the choice, but once you get through it, you look back on it and you're like, wow, that was, that was amazing. Um, And it sticks with you. I mean, it's just, uh, you can't, uh, you don't forget it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I went on this little journey, which was more of a tag along than anything. And uh, here on the other side, I'm, I'm reflecting upon it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, very interesting. It makes me think of, um, and again, I, I have a whole movie discussion podcast, so I watch a lot of movies, but when I watch a movie like this, it makes me think of a movie like 
the player or this movie that was out that came out in the late 80s called the big picture where it's oh i love the big picture you actually know the big picture nobody knows that i've seen it many times yeah many many times well this movie reminds me of that in the sense not that this movie is about making movies but we have these artistic visionaries that they like, I want to tell this story. I'm, you know, and it's really just about life, right? The whole thing of this player is there was this filmmaker and he wanted to, you know, tell this artsy story. He gets, he gets, you know, kind of ushered away from like the executives right. in the big picture, very, very similar concept. Yeah. And in this movie, I, I think about how the hell was this movie ever green lit? Like I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know, like, hey, you know, I, I, we want to tell this story about, you know, uh, for the most part, 60 plus something white people mm-hmm. in going through like the the kind of like the Great Recession in the 2010, 2011s. And mm-hmm. it, it's going to be about life and it's going to be about home and it's going to be about family. Um, it doesn't really have an arc to it, but it's it's an al- allegory on life. Yeah. If you're an executive, like you're like, sure, here's five million dollars. Go make that movie. You know, I, I just don't I I get in it works. And it's just it's proof that that artistic cinema can be viable. And obviously it certainly was profitable. I mean, it had a five million dollar budget, made 40 million, sure. won three Oscars. And yeah. um but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but you look at the movies that have come out in the past 20 years. Well, shit, we'll just say the past five years. Sure, there, there's a section of there those uh, independent films, but so much more of what we're getting is big commercial, like big, very, very big branded films. And even if you're going to get an independent film, you're usually going to get it with uh, a 20-something, 30-something that's on the rise that... Like, all right, we can we could probably sell box office, you know, like box office receipts on this. We'll put a filmmaker that most people know. But no, 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 we're going to give you David Strathairn and Francis McDormand. We're going to give you two over 60 year old like white people that people like, but they're certainly not necessarily going to carry. But they sure as shit do. You know, oh, this yeah, movie. they do. <laughs> and it's it, it's one of the, those elements that that does give me hope. And I think that it's also kind of kind of coincides with the movie in itself in that life is a journey, you know, and depending on the choices that we make, we'll determine what adventure we're going to have, you know, whether or not um, that you can go on this, whether you can, you know, you lose a spouse and you're just going to say, all right, I'm going to put everything in in these boxes and I'm going to sell and I'm going to work for Amazon for a couple months to make some money travel in my my van and that's gonna be my home oh my god i'm gonna get into that morrissey quote like on the tattoo which i think <laughs> but yeah that tattoo do you know you know about the tattoo scene that i'm referring to i do recall that and and i i'm not a huge morrissey fan uh necessarily <laughs> but I, I i'm familiar uh but yeah tell me tell me more about this well yeah so the the, the line specifically is it's from a morrissey song home is it just a word or is it something you carry with you and that's i think at the end of the day that's really what this this kind of like that that central not even conflict but that that central theme that goes on in this movie because at one point relatively early i forget was she even was she at amazon i can't remember where she's approached by somebody 
And my mom says, you're homeless. She's like, no, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not homeless. Okay. I'm houseless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, and that, that's the whole thing. She, she has a home, you know, she, she has her way and she has a lifestyle that, that is her path and it's going to come with its challenges. It's going to come with it, its heartbreak. And, and, uh, but I do find that, that, that quote, and then that idea of I'm not homeless, I'm houseless. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we're watching. And we're watching this person's journey navigating through that and what that means at this specific time. And then obviously at this specific time within her own life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at uh, critical junctures in her life, I think. Uh, and, and it is interesting because she had, there's community um, just like you'd have a neighborhood. It's just your neighborhood moves around. And she meets up with the same uh, people from time to time in different places. They, oh, you're going to be in the next stop, you know, to do the next uh, uh, gig, little job to make a few bucks to keep going. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, and so it's it's really not uh, different than being, um, you know, living in an, uh, a neighborhood in a house. It's just you aren't in the same location uh for everything mm-hmm. and you you deal with the hassles of that but it, it would be the same if you uh, lived in a house you deal with the hassles of that neighborhood or the hassles of home ownership or the hassles of uh, neighbors you don't like perhaps you know it's all very very similar mm-hmm. um uh the difference is it's uh it's not the usual yeah yeah. yeah. And part of me find it very freeing. And I think that, that that's something that we go back to. But then I also go back to your line about 20 minutes ago. But, you know, it comes with the sacrifice of now you're shitting in a bucket. And <laughs> I, think, I love well, that they did that, though. I, I yeah. thought, thank you. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it that is the reality of a situation like that where you don't have uh an available bathroom, uh, you know, a, a regular plumbing or whatever you want to say. It, and it's always avoided in most movies. Mm-hmm. No, Often no one ever has reason. to go to the bathroom ever. And you know that they do. Right. And, and, but it also is, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking the when it happens because somebody's trying to get her attention <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know it, it's i have unlimited privacy and no privacy at the same time mm-hmm. it, yeah it is incredibly interesting in those kind of situations you know what i mean so yeah it is it, that's that's what the movie sets up is it sets up so much uh, duality and 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 uh, irony and everything, it, and it's all encapsulated in this in this motif that that really makes you think. Wow, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you know, it it's um, it's eye opening in in a, in a lot of those regards, you know, because at any point, you know, you and I are 
extremely fortunate because obviously we get to have a hobby that has a certain amount of technology connectivity and um you know money um and uh you know we're comparatively speaking we're doing really well mm-hmm. if you consider that but on the other hand you know it's it's interesting if how would I do in an environment like that? I always, I always think these things, you know, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I get by. I mean, it would be hard to cohabitate, I think, but it would be for me, it would probably be fine. Cause you know, yeah, I just got a place for my stuff. Um, I don't know if, uh, uh, <laughs> my co-host is going to, I get, if he's listening to this, he's going to start screaming, uh, when he hears this part. But um, my house burned down uh, two years ago. <laughs> Not completely burnt down, but basically everything inside the house and the house was ruined. Oh, my. And so it, it um, I only bring it up because of the movie. And he's going to be like, oh, you're full of shit. You love bringing this up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, honestly, I'm bringing it up because of the movie. So we, you know, if you can imagine, uh, literally, and this is the... The you know I can laugh about it now because we're two years on and things are back in place. But we literally went out to get something to eat, and we came home, and people were fighting a fire of our house, and we drove into it. Right, just drove up onto it. What's going on? Something's going on around here. Well, guess what? Your house is burning up, and and literally almost everything was ruined, and so. It is that kind of flip of the switch. I mean, this was in the course of about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I go to dinner. I have everything, you know, I have everything that I've ever had in my life. I come back from dinner. Almost everything is gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you cope with that? And in the movie relating it back to the movie she has one of these kind of a situations and yep. this is her cope this is her coping so a lot of folks don't i'm not saying that you know just because this happened to me I, i'm in some kind of club or anything i'm not because <laughs> i think i was out of my family i'm the one who was least concerned about all this to be honest with you but i you know i have children and and it was devastating it was absolutely incredibly devastating for them right um and because essentially their childhood is gone and um it never coming back and so it's interesting to have that in my you know kind of tucked away in the back of my head while i'm watching this and it's like you know she's coping she's doing she's she's actually thriving but depending on your perspective, oh, she's homeless. Mm-hmm. But no, she's not. She's she talks to people. She does stuff. She has interests. You know, she has a job when she wants it. Yeah. It. But you know, it. It's all perspective, and that's one of the things that um, the movie does really well. Is it gives. It gives you that perspective. It shows you a perspective that maybe you've never had to take or wanted to.
Right. I think I did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> right, Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It it's it's amazingly deep for for something that you would think would be a shallow subject matter. um incredibly deep and it, it you know it's it's hard to pinpoint um where some of that comes in so i mean obviously i think francis mcdormand is a very good actress uh, she does a great job but is it her is it the direction is it how we're seeing things is it you know what is it It's hard to pinpoint. I mean, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, it's everything pulled together. But, um, you know, it it really is hard to to decide. You, you mentioned David Strathern, you know, in, in, in his uh, part in this movie. Um, it, it's it's just so incredibly 
deep for what you what you get. I mean, if you think about it, is you know a series of vignettes. You're right, and then some loneliness, and then some connectivity to people, and then just in real life, you have to you know leave and go to the next thing and meet different people, and uh, some are better than others. It just depends. <laughs> But I don't know. It, it it really is an affecting movie. I think it really. I think um, it's one of the movies that I've seen recently um, that goes way beyond being a movie. Uh, you know, people would say, "Oh, it's a film." It's not a movie. It's a film. No, but it, it is. It's a film, you know, it, it because we're having this whole conversation is as long as a freaking movie. You know, it's it's <laughs> and it, it can be longer. I mean, it, it it's amazing. And, and it just doesn't happen, you know, uh, not to bash just to, for comparison, not to bash the Marvel movies. But this director made a Marvel movie, which I thought was horrendous. And. And this thing is an utter beauty watching it. And like, oh, my gosh. You know, I watched the internals. Like, well, that was two hours and 51 minutes or something because it was really long that I don't have to worry about, you know, how I spent. And um, then this comes along and you're like, wow, I can't stop thinking about this. You know, uh, it goes on way longer than the movie goes on. And it wasn't even that long, I don't think. I don't think it was even two hours, but I have to look that up. It, it, it's funny how like a piece of art, whether it's 90 minutes or two hours, you, you you watch it, you take in this experience, whether you're in a movie theater, whether you're at home or what have you. The entertainment itself is short, right? It, it, it's a limited experience. Right. But what I love about art is how whether it's a movie, whether, it, you know, not to be God, I sound like a douchebag right here, but whether it's a movie, <laughs> whether it's a piece of art or literature, what you're consuming is such a specific time like you're, you're watching it in this 90 minutes or you're reading a book for a few days or you're looking at a picture for 10 minutes or whatever it's the effect that it has on you and the way that it lingers with you and how it helps change your perspective on this that and the other that long exceeds whatever the amount of time that you were initially consuming that that medium, right? So here yeah. we are, we're obviously talking about this movie and you know, this conversation might be an hour, might be an hour and a half, who knows? But right. you we you've spent enough time thinking about this movie and it's had an effect on you. It's obviously had a major effect on different audiences. And to circle back to like one of the final lines in this movie, which is what's remembered lives, right? I mean, that's a mm -hmm. line that that is that is said in the film and you know i think i think um i think i think fern says that's something that her father said i again it's been a couple of weeks i just remember jotting the line down mm, yeah. but it's it's true right you know just the what you remember i mean it lives on you know so right. whether yeah. something happens in a moment it, it it you you carry it with you bring it with you that that that's your home you know, your, your memories, those are the things that, that you take with you. Those are the things that shape you. It's not right. necessarily just a, I live at, you know, 724 Elm Street or whatever it is, right? right. It, it, it's yeah. the experiences that you have. Anyway. 
and I, and I think that's, you know, we, we were uh, chitting and chatting a little bit at the beginning and I got pictures behind me and uh, I told you, you know, the Stonehenge picture and this uh, alien picture. And these are places that I've been because oddly enough, uh, during when I was younger, I would say I was probably fairly, as most people are, maybe, I don't know if they are or not, to be honest with you, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Uh, materialistic, right? You think, mm-hmm. oh, I want to have, I want to have, I want to have. And as I got older, I've been, it's more, I want to go, I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily been able to do that. And so I've gotten to see some of these weird things that I hear about or read about, you know, and I think that's in the movie, bringing it back to the movie, that's part of it. People are like, at some point you're like, I've sat here in this house for 30 years. I would love to go, you know, see the Southwest uh, or wherever you're from, go someplace else, because it's always better to go someplace else. I mean, that's a, a given. And uh, and see what it's like there. And and that's also part of the, the allure of the movie is, is, yes, you're living in a van and so forth. But yes. Oh, is that my cat? Um, and then, yes. But yes, you get to go see. Um, all these other things. And so um, that's part of the allure of the movie is going to see these things, you mm-hmm. know? And I think as you get older uh, and, and hopefully people who are younger experience this as well, though, is that it that's part of the thing, you know, I've gone, I've done, I've seen, I've, you know, experienced with uh, hopefully somebody I care about going to these places and creating these memories um, that are fleeting because we won't we don't get to take them with us uh, mm-hmm. uh, unless we jot them down somewhere, um, which is part of this whole podcasting thing and so forth. Um, but um, you know, it, and even that is fleeting um, as well. But you know, it, it is interesting to be able to do those things and experiences really are the. I think that's. That's the treasure in life is being mm-hmm. able to, um, because so many people uh, either don't see it or can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's funny how, like, as we're talking about this, I'm I'm thinking of a fucking Expedia commercial with Ewan McGregor where he says, <laughs> "What is it? Um, do you do you think any of us will look back at our lives and regret the things we didn't buy or the places we didn't go?" And <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's a great commercial, and you know it's yeah. Hugh McGregor, and I love that guy, a guy that actually had like a famous documentary about traveling around the world. Right, on right. A he drives around on a motorcycle. Yeah, and, he's got um, a couple of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, just thinking about that, it, and it's true. You know, I mean, this is we we're here for a moment, and maybe the part of the reason why this movie does work, not to be ageist or anything, but yeah, I mean, the the bulk of the film that we're watching are are people of a certain age that they sure. experience life in a different way. Um, you don't really have many young people in this movie and it's right, not that yeah. it's not the story. That's not the story that we're being told. No. And there's nothing wrong with that. But obviously I think part of the reason why this works is because we're seeing, we're, we're, we're seeing in many cases, boomers moving on to a different, different stage in their life and, and having a moment upon reflection of what is my life going to be now? What, what, what is this? What, what is life? And, um, it, and it's fascinating. It's intriguing. And 
I think that's why this movie, why this movie sticks. And even though it doesn't have your classic three act structure in the many, in the, in the traditional sense of does our hero really know anything more in the end than in the beginning? Maybe, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but that's not, that's not the story we're being told. We're, we're, we're given, we're given front row seats into this subculture and I think it also came at a really, really fascinating time because this movie, I mean, it came out the end of 2020, maybe it hit the festival circuit a little bit before before mm-hmm. then, but many people saw this movie beginning of 2021 when it was starting to get a lot of like buzzword because like, hey, this movie's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it was the height of the pandemic. And right. Yeah, right. when this movie did was at the Oscars, I mean, it was the Oscars where everybody was socially distanced, right? It was the right. Oscars yeah. where everybody had masks on. It was the Oscars mm-hmm. where, um, you know, it, it was just a more subdued ceremony. And this movie really does talk about isolation. And many, many people and that in the past couple of years have kind of felt that in a different way. Right, so, yeah. Sometimes artist like artistically, we we look at a movie that oh it, it came out at a perfect time, and even right. though this movie isn't about you know um, you know it's not about a pandemic, but the the feeling of isolation and loneliness is is on the forefront of what we're watching, and I think oh yeah this movie came out at, at a perfect time not to not to shit on the movie. The only reason why it works is because it came out <laughs> when it came out, but. Sometimes it's it's very very fortuitous that the the moment that the art is released comes at a time where everybody can definitely make sense of of the art that we're that we're creating. Not that right. it wouldn't still yeah. be a big movie if it were to come out today, but I think everything did work out in its favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, what... I, I I agree with you because everybody was experiencing, uh, you know. Uh, some form of uh, isolation for the most part, I would say not, you know, it wasn't like this, but it it was something similar. And, and every, you know, it was, there was a, you know, I think we're going to go back on that uh, COVID time. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. I mean, maybe it's already been out there. Uh, I don't know. I think I've heard it, but it it was kind of like the great reset. And, um, so a lot of things got reset during COVID. So, you know, um, I don't know that uh, before COVID um, there was grocery pickup, right? But it wasn't like it is now. Right. And now mm-hmm. people love to grip, pick up their groceries. Before I was one of the fools who was trying to do it and it wasn't working out very well. <laughs> right. And then, And then, you know, working from home. Uh, you know, people would would moan and say they want to work from home, but no one was allowed to work from home. And now everybody works from home. And now we're almost to the point where people are like, I don't want to work from home anymore. It's like, um, you know, but all these things happened at a time and it, it totally jumbled everybody's sense of normalcy to the point where in the it, the interesting thing you know, going, if we get, you know, five years down the road will be, is they even going to remember that these things change so drastically. Mm. Zoom, we're doing this over Zoom. Yeah, I've been doing uh, uh, things like this 
first, you know, Skype and and previous to Skype, these things called Oogla or something like that. At one point, I can't remember all the names of them. Been trying to get people involved. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> They're like, Bob, I'm not going to get on this fucking computer and talk to you. Just come down to my goddamn office. And um, now it's like, oh, I invented this. And everybody's mm-hmm. so, you know, into it and everything. Well, I'm not going to come down to your office. Zoom me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, 10 years ago, you were telling me to piss off. So um, it is interesting because our our memories uh, as a society sometimes are so short term uh, on things like that. I'm trying to bring it back to the movie. Uh, no, I mean, but, I think uh, we covered the movie. I think we covered the movie. Now I want to okay. know. A little, I want to know a little bit more that that night. I, w- I want to know what you had for dinner. Because uh, I know you probably remember what you had. Oh, before. no, I remember exactly. As a matter of fact, we've never gone back there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't anything special. Um, there's a place. Um, I'm going to forget the stupid name now that you asked <laughs> me. Um, but, uh, um, oh, dang it. I, I can only think of the other one now. Uh, you might know it's a chain place and it just it, it was new or something. And it's like, you know, you get a little pizza and a little salad or something. Like and, Mod uh, Pie or something. That's it. Mod. It was Mod, mod, <laughs> mod Pizza. Right I was thinking bat. Blaze. Right there's, the a, there's a place called Blaze Pizza that I like better. But um, Mod Pizza and, and we got that. And yeah, we've never been back. I've never been to a Mod Pizza since because yeah. it's such a bad uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, were but, uh, yeah. the kids with you? Was everybody, were you all in the, the car together? Yeah. Uh, so everybody, uh, now my daughter was off at college, okay. um, but my son was home and, and it, it was, you know, just fortuitous that he actually went with us. Normally he probably wouldn't have went. Um, and so he would have been uh, by himself. Uh, my kids were, he was in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um and so, um, yeah, it just so happened that uh, he he decided to go. Um, and so I don't know what, you know, the outcome would have been because, uh, you know, he's a teenager. He takes a nap here and there and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So, a lot of sleep. Um, and so he went with us. And so, yeah, we were all together when we uh, and I even this is the horrible part. And, uh, you know, I even joked as we were driving up. Hey, what's that smoke? I hope our house isn't on fire oh, shit. <laughs> because I'm kind of flippant like that. And, yeah. you know, and that's uh, I did say that. And then we got in. It certainly was. And I was like, well, I should shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Everybody was just devastated. <laughs> what was the cause? Uh, the, 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 I'll tell you, I could do a whole show. And actually, I probably am one of our shows probably have done this. I, I tell people I could tell people exactly what to do and what not to do if you ever have this happen to you. Um, but um, they uh, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they suspect uh, that it was an electrical uh, problem uh, unbeknownst inside the wall. So it wasn't even anything like a coffee maker or anything like that. It was something happened over time inside of a wall and it uh, uh, caught things on fire and then spread because no one knew it was on fire. Like, like, like a TV power cord or something like that. That was like, no, no, no. Like wiring inside the wall. Okay. Yeah. So it it was like, I mean, it was not um, where the, the inspector uh, showed me uh, it was like in a corner. 
So mm. maybe when they pulled the wire through that corner, it, you know, abraded something. And then all these years later, uh, something settled and then voila. Mm. Um, the hilarious thing is <laughs> I love, I love the way, you know, just like this movie, real life is, you know, in hindsight, the irony and hilariousness of real life. I walk into, I walk, first of all, they wouldn't let us come into near the house because it was going on. And I said, this is my house. And then they finally relented the authorities. And then the first thing I'm greeted with is the sheriff said, did you set this fire? <laughs> I said, fuck no, I didn't set this fire. <laughs> But I'm like, oh, talk about your compassion from here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was grateful that they were there trying to do something. Your, your, but, but like, your stuff is engulfed said, Are you in okay? flames. <laughs> yeah, like you're 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 seeing all your shit just burn away and turn into ash and some some knuckleheads like, hey, yeah. did you start this? Yeah. And then he left shortly after that. That was his sole purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and so you know, in hindsight, for a time I was pretty mad, but in hindsight, I'm just like, go figure. I mean, mm -hmm. he's got a checklist and he's checking off, and that was one of his things. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Any uh, any life lessons that you've learned as a result? Like, oh yeah, I can tell you. Uh, uh, check your insurance. Make sure it's what you think it is, because <laughs> uh, you know people love to play with language. Um, don't spend any money on trying to get anything saved. If it's got any damage to it, the chances of them saving it are slim to nothing. Uh, and you'll spend your money and basically you'll get it back. And you're like, I don't want this mm -hmm. because it'll, it, it may not totally stink, but it'll look funny. It'll, it, you know, it'll be, something's going to be wrong with it and you're not going to like it. Cause it's not what it was. It is, mm -hmm. it is, it is forever changed and it will never come back. So just move on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, be, you have to be incredibly, and I, I, this is where I fall down. I'll give all credit to my wife, uh, incredibly persistent and unwavering in your uh, pursuit of what is rightfully yours. So there's so many people when things like this happen that don't want to give you what it says you should get. That's essentially, you know, the the friendly, you know, who's the guy uh, on the phone for State Farm? Jake. Jake. Jake doesn't want to give you any money. Don't ever be fooled by the fact. And I'm not <laughs> saying State Farm was my insurance because it wasn't, but... But he's the uh, you know the person out front. Right, Flo doesn't Flo doesn't want to help you. Flo doesn't. Flo, get Flo wants you to not get any money. Mm -hmm. Flo wants to not replace anything that was damaged. And um, uh, probably my biggest piece of advice uh, is pay for somebody to inventory what is there that's still identifiable mm -hmm. because. Uh, They'll try to talk you into having you do it yourself. Oh, you can save some money if you do it yourself. Uh-uh. You will just cry all day long. Right. <laughs> and you won't get an accurate count because you'll get tired and you'll leave and try to do it from memory. And most people in this day and age have so much stuff 
that there's absolutely no way for you to remember it all. And if you hire somebody, uh, they'll do a, at least the people we did a meticulous job. I, 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 you know, joke about it now, but uh, for work, I have pens that, you know, free pens, right? You give away, people give you pens, yeah. get free pens. Every pen was accounted for. And I think I got a nickel for every pen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had hundreds of pens because I just gather pens like moss on a roll, you know, just right. on the rock. And um, yeah. And so it's like, get somebody else to do that because it, it's, and the pens were everywhere in the house, you know, that's just mm -hmm. an example. I mean, there's more than that, but it's just a funny little example to say, yeah. you know, you get a nickel and and that's your nickel and you do the nickel because that's part of the part of the deal that you struck when you paid your payments uh, all these uh, months and years. So mm -hmm. good advice, real, yeah. real, real uplifting way to close out this episode. <laughs> we can tell some jokes or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Well, but, Bob, I've had uh, an absolutely, absolutely awesome time talking to you, getting to know you a little bit, talk a lot about this film. And for the listeners, those that haven't seen it, definitely do so. Cause I mean, again, yeah. this is, this is this is high art. It's entertaining. And yeah, I mean, there, you'll definitely get something out of it. But before we wrap up, Bob, is there anything else that you want to uh, you want to mention before we get out of here? How listeners can find static radio, things like that? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm so terrible. But uh, if you go to staticradio.com or you look for static radio on pretty much any, you know, of the platforms, uh, there's there's more than one, oddly enough, uh, in various things. We are the one with a red dot. Uh, and we're not a band from New Jersey, which are probably pretty mad at me because uh, there's a static radio band in New Jersey that I've uh, usurped all of their uh, you know, social network things because I was there first. So <laughs> I apologize to them if I, if they're listening. It's so, funny yeah. you say that and the listeners don't know, but I've been watching our entire conversation has been with like a like out in, <laughs> like like a cartoon character. I was uh, going to thank you for letting me be my uh, cartoon cat. And oddly enough, uh, you and I, uh, my character and you, we have similar hair. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat character's got good hair. What can I say? Yeah, he's very, uh, hey, I wish I had the hair on my cat like my cat character does, or like <laughs> you for that matter, to be honest. All right. Well, Bob, this has been an absolute delight. I, I really, really uh, thank you for, for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck and uh, stay safe, everybody. Yeah. And hey, you know, Bob, if you ever want to come back and talk about any other movies, you have an open invitation. Oh, you better watch out on that one. I love to watch movies. So I didn't tell you I was a film major in college. So I've oh, watched nice. I've watched a shit ton of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just a, I, I just thoroughly I feel like I've been kind of like trying to like goat you into like using profanity just so I can watch this cartoon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I just I been, tried. It, it's just fun. It's just watching an animated cat. Oh, uh, I don't want to say shit ton. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I try not to use too much. Every once in a while, I go I go off the rails with it, uh-huh. but uh, I apologize. No, I'll no, be, no, I'll no, no. Better, I try either. to be a better person and and use my adjectives rather than my uh, profanity. But no, that's why the big picture is very close to my heart. You mentioned that uh, Kevin Bacon and Michael McKeon and, mm-hmm. and, and Emily Longstreth, wherever she is, uh, yeah. it, it was at a time, uh, you know, where I, I wish she would have done more. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love that movie and I've watched it uh, over and over again once I saw it. Uh, well, there you go. That's, that's what it's yeah. going to be. Bob, I'm going to bring you back. We're going to talk about the big picture. Oh, Hey, great. I should watch it again before I, I got to get all the details. Uh, scene opens cabin in the woods. <laughs> Snowing, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I wish I could remember the character's names cause they pop onto the screen oh, so a little good. bit. But but enough about that. We'll catch up on it later. All right. Thanks. Once again, major, major thanks to to Bob for hopping on the show. Please do yourself a favor and look into Static Radio. There will be a link in the show notes. And speaking of show notes, have a look. You can find out more about this movie. You can find out more about how to find Stanford Cinema if you're not already subscribing. So I'll have my social media links and also my website, which is stampercinema.com. Feel free to drop us a line, subscribe, even on that website. You'll get notifications when I drop new episodes or if I post blogs or what have you. But mo- most interestingly, you have an opportunity to like leave voicemails. So if you are listening to these, these shows and you've got ideas on ways that maybe I can improve it, or if you've got questions about the episode, you can leave like a little, little message in there and I'll get to it and address it on a future, a future podcast. So that's all I got for you this week. But we've got another another fun episode in store for you coming up soon. So until then, we'll see you next time. Another episode of Stanford Cinema. Mm-hmm.